Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Dodger Dudes Show with former Dodger pitcher Brett Tomko and his Sandlot buddy Josh the Duker Luke. The Dodger Dudes talk Dodger baseball, Sandlot stories from their youth, and share what it's going to take for the Blue Crew to win the World Series. Don't forget to answer our weekly poll question and fan poll on Twitter and Facebook. The Dodger Dudes Show is part of the Believe Sports Network online at BLEAV.com. The Dodger Dudes believe in the Dodgers. Do you believe? Welcome back to the Dodger Dudes. I'm your co-host, uh, Josh Luke. And uh, my co-host and former Dodger, Brett Tomko, is spending time with his uh, family at Disneyland this week. Hopefully some of the Dodgers can join him at Disneyland in a couple weeks after they win 11 games, right? The 11 more games, that's going to be the theme of this show. But uh, Brett and I chatted. We wanted to get you some information, something to listen to uh, in the days leading up to the playoffs. The Dodgers open at home on Thursday. They'll be playing the winner of the um, Nationals hosting uh, gosh, it really went down to the wire, but they'll be hosting the Brewers, the Christian yelich list Brewers. But, man, the Brewers made a run down the stretch, didn't they? I mean, I think they won 12 of their last 16 or something, so certainly don't discount them. You're going to see Max Scherzer pitching Tuesday uh, against uh, Milwaukee, so it's going to be tough to uh, for Milwaukee to pull off that upset there. Uh, but stranger things have happened. So let's go through what happened with the Dodgers in the last few days of the season. And uh, as we anticipate the roster coming out, you know that's been an obsession of mine. We'll cover that a little bit here. But uh, let's start with uh, pitching, okay? Uh, Doc, uh, the manager, <laughs> Dave Roberts, came out and said, hey, uh, I think uh, Ryu, Engine Ryu, is the Cy Young Award winner. Uh, Brett and I talked about that on a prior show. Uh, other guys whose names have been mentioned, Max Scherzer's in there. Um, Jacob deGrom is in there. Um, Let's see, who did I miss? Uh, Kershaw was in there for a while, but the last couple show, last couple outings, I think might have taken him out of it. And if you're going to pick a Dodger, um, going to be Hinjin Ryu, I'm pretty sure. So uh, it was great to see Doc come out and really endorse uh, Ryu in that manner. And then the next day, he came out and basically said, I don't know how you can not name uh, Cody Bellinger. <laughs> the MVP of the national league. And, you know, I was talking with uh, Brett and my brother about this, this week, Matt, of course, former player and Matt's comment was no playoff run, no MVP because uh, Brett had posed the question, which was a great question. 52 home runs for Alonzo. Does that make him the rookie of the year and the national league MVP? And uh, you know, the conversation was interesting, but I tend to agree um, with my brother that I don't know that I can give the MVP to a team that really didn't have any relevant games in the last couple of weeks. So, um, so in any case, um, some interesting endorsements there from doc, you need to do that. Um, I think doc recognized Mike Trout as the best player in baseball, but doing that in doing so, he was pointing out the Bellinger is the best player in the national league, uh, defensively and offensively made a good case for it. So, um, in terms of the MVP race, you have uh, Rendon from Washington came on strong at the end, certainly has the playoff argument, as does Acuna from, um, 
from Atlanta, who of course was on that 40-40 chase. So there'll be a fun conversation there. It'll be interesting to see if there's a West Coast bias that kicks in. It'll be interesting to see if the Cy Young and the MVP could potentially come from the same team, because I think the Nats could make that argument uh, with Scherzer and Rendon as well. So stay tuned on that. Let's update you on injuries to the best of the sources we have. Verdugo, as far as we can tell, is out for the playoffs. You know, they're saying there's a chance he could come back, but really is there an argument to justify him coming back? I mean, he's a rookie, and he was doing great. I mean, don't get me wrong. We need him. We needed him. Um, But there's really a tough argument to say, hey, we're going to take this player off the roster to put Verdugo back on it in the second series or in the World Series. I just don't know that there's any justification to do that. We'll keep Cody in the dugout. Uh, or excuse me, Alex in the dugout. He'll be a good cheerleader. Um, we're going to have a full dugout, five or six extra guys there. But uh, he's very popular, part of the chemistry. Um, but I think it's a given now that he won't be playing in the playoffs. What about Joe Kelly? Uh, Joe Kelly pitched the final day, looked good, had a solid outing. We'll have a couple more days off, and uh, you can count on him to be one of our most critical relievers in the playoffs. Rich Hill looked great last day of the season and is, and is also his, uh, his start earlier in the week. I think we're going to be able to count on him. I wouldn't count on him for a lot of innings. I think he's probably going to be a bullpen by committee starter. Um, But we have some other guys there that are used to going long relief. Uh, You have Urias. You have Gonsolin, who have really been used in long relief roles. Um, So I would count on Rich Hill. And remember, guys, he's been as good as anybody in the playoffs the last couple of years. And then the big question mark is, is our gunner, Justin Turner, um, is JT ready to roll? Uh, we'll see. Uh, it sounds – I've seen some concerning quotes from Doc, but I haven't seen uh, any that say he's he's not going to give it a go. And I think it would take a, a lot to keep Justin Turner off the playoff roster, even if he's not 100%. He's the anchor in our offense. He's the righty that the, the lefties are all built around. He's the guy that's been clutching the playoffs. He's the veteran that keeps people um, you know, from, from uh, getting too excited in the playoffs, and, and we need him – in the middle of our lineup, uh, even if he's at 80% and gets a few timely hits, doesn't necessarily need to be home runs. I mean, we're not going to complain if he hits a few, right? But in terms of injuries, guys, that's uh, that's the latest. That's what we know, and that's what we got our fingers crossed on. Everybody's in but Verdugo, and um, the Dodgers are, are ready to win 11 more games in the postseason and bring that parade to Los Angeles for the first time since 1988. Interesting thing on the last day of the season – uh, we won our 106th game. That's a Dodger record. 105 was a Los Angeles Dodger record uh, because I think while in Brooklyn, they'd uh, won 104. Um, so some exciting things. But also, did you notice that Kershaw came out of the bullpen? And that pumps me up. It pumps me up because you never want somebody to be experiencing something for the first time in a year or so uh, with the game on the line in the playoffs. And we've seen Kersh come out of the bullpen. I don't know, ever since 88 when the Bulldog did it. I'm always so excited to see a starter come out of the bullpen, particularly in those short series or or the last game six or seven if they started game four or five. So really was excited to see that. And I, and I wonder, as we talk about the rotation, and we'll know this shortly, but with Ryu and Bueller both, um, I don't know if struggling is the right word, but with their road numbers being significantly uh, worse than their home numbers, is there a chance that Kershaw's our number three starter in the opening round? I have a, a buddy, I'm going to throw him some love here, uh, Bruce Torkelson, big Dodger fan, although he got transplanted to the Bay Area after graduating from Chico. 
found an awesome girl. They're married with a family up there in NoCal, but he's still a huge Dodger fan. But he says, Josh, here's why I don't like the three-game series against the wild card. Because if they steal one of the first two games from you at, at your home uh, stadium, then they got Max Scherzer or their ace going at home to take an advantage in the series. And, you know, I never thought about it that way. And, man, Bruce was just really saying, I really don't like this short series for this reason. I think it's an unfair advantage for the division winner and the number one seed. And I think there's an argument to be had there. But with that said, does that make for a decent argument to say, hey, if you and Bueller are, are better at home, why not keep Kirsch for game three? And guys, let's be real here. Kershaw, we all love him. He's been the anchor. He's the veteran. He deserves the respect when all things being equal, he should probably be the number one starter for all those reasons. But when you have two other pitchers whose numbers are just as good this year, man, I think there's an argument to say, hey, Clayton, why don't we use you in short relief in games one and two and have you start for us on the road in Washington? Um, I don't know. I know if Brett were here, he'd argue with me on that, which is why it's nice to be the only guy on this show today. Uh, but I'm going to make that argument. And we saw that um, we saw that uh, bullpen appearance on Sunday in um, San Francisco that might be foreshadowing that. We've talked about the playoff roster and every uh, major league player that we've had on this show, uh, in addition to uh, Brett, uh, that makes four counting Brett, have said 13 pitchers, 12 uh 12 batters okay and if that's the case with verdugo out and freeze gets inserted into the lineup as a first baseman that's the point that uh that uh brett made i think it'll be freeze against lefties and Beatty against righties that leads me to my next topic that means gavin lux is the first man out because it comes down to him and Beatty. and as i've discussed this with uh my my peeps um normally lux would have the kind of leg up if you will in that we need a left-handed bat off the bench argument uh, because he's a middle infielder. But, man, Kike and CT, Chris Taylor, are middle infielders. So, so that argument's really out the door. Because when you look at your four bench players, okay, so let's go through the lineup. You have Peterson, uh, and this necessarily isn't the order we're going to see him in. Peterson, Seeger, Justin Turner, okay, Belly. Then you have Muncie. And now – um, you're going to have Will Smith catching your first baseman is either going to be freeze or Beatty. And then you have, uh, let's see, three, four, five, six, seven. I missed, uh, who, who did I miss there? Um, I got Will Smith. I got, oh, it's, so it's the pitcher in the ninth spot, but also, um, oh, Pollock in center field. Uh, and he looks to be healthy. He had a little scare there in San Diego, hitting the ball off the knee, but he, he had a, some quality at bats last day of the season in San Francisco. And, guys, that's by no means the batting order. I think it, 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 it resembles something close to it. I think you're going to see Smith in uh, Freeze or Beatty in the 7-8 holes, and I think you're going to see uh, Pollock, Seeger, and Muncy moved around between 2 and 5-6. And, and six. That said, um, if that is your starting lineup, okay, that means that uh, – Beatty is your ninth player if Freeze is starting. You have a backup catcher as your 10th player is Russell Martin. 11 and 12 are CT and uh, Kike. And that means first man out, Gavin Lux, and uh, everybody else they traded for, including Jed Jorko, including Negron, including all these guys will be on the bench, though. Um, don't forget also you have um, – Barnes in the dugout. He's earned that respect. So you got a lot of guys in the dugout that 
uh, aren't going to be able to play, but are going to be there taking at bats, uh, probably playing simulated games from time to time just to keep them fresh in case um, in case uh, that opportunity comes up. So, um, so first man out, Gavin Lux. Um, last man in, Beatty, and it's going to be an interesting bullpen argument, isn't it? So let's let's kind of close on the bullpen, if you will. Okay, uh, Dustin May is absolutely 100% on this roster. He pitched lights out the last two weeks of the season. And if you listen to the podcast, you know that I wasn't a big, I wouldn't say fan, but advocate of him being getting one of those 13 spots. In the last two weeks, he absolutely he didn't need to just change my mind. It was with an exclamation point. There's no doubt about it. He might be our number one setup guy, the way he's being pitched, been pitching lights out, short relief setup guy, one inning guy. We got a lot of guys doing that now. Uh, that may mean Gonsolin spot's gone, but the way Doc's been using these guys, I see that both of them are likely to make the roster, and there's likely a veteran reliever that's going to be left off. Um, I'm not going to do the numbers for you here because there's so many to do, um, but you got Kenley has, has uh, finished strong uh, as the closer, and I'm just going to reiterate all the conversations we have. Kenley's the closer and is likely going to be used for the most part in that role, but no one is going to be shocked when Doc brings him in in the seventh or eighth against a critical part of a lineup and says, we need you now, and it means nothing else other than we're here to win 11 games and we need you now, and I think Kenley's on board with that as well. The way that Dustin May, um, the way that um, uh, Stripling, some of the others have really pitched well down the stretch, uh, Joe Kelly, uh, we have a lot of others that can can assume that role. You always have Baez back there. You got Choleric. You got other lefties there too. So, uh, so guys, there's a lot. And you got Maeda, who has been great as a reliever. So, hey guys, that's really the playoff update. We need 11 victories. Let's get out of the first round before we worry about the second round and certainly the World Series. Um, if you get to the World Series, Houston does have home field advantage, but the Dodgers earned home field advantage in every other round. Hopefully, they can benefit from that. Um, guys, uh, we believe in the Dodgers. Do you believe it's time to put up those 11 wins and bring that parade back home to Los Angeles? So thanks for tuning in to the Dodger dudes. Brett and I will have another show for you in a day or two here, I think, on the day the playoffs start. And uh, tune into that wild card game and see what you can learn about our, uh, our foe in the first round. Josh Luke signing off for uh, the Dodger dudes. We'll talk soon. Guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Dodger dudes show with the former Dodger pitcher Brett Tomko and Josh the Duker Luke. Whether you're at the stadium, on your couch, or at work, don't forget to interact with the hosts on social media at The Dodger Dudes on Twitter and Facebook. That's The Dodger Dudes on both Twitter and Facebook. Check out other SoCal sports podcasts at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. Now go vote on our Twitter and Facebook fan poll and tune in again soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.